Get Certified Together program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge sharing website, based out in London. Masking something, you are putting a mask on something. Which is, if you have some secure information, if you have, for example, your credit card data, if you have your social security number stored for a, for a customer in your database or in any format, what you really should be doing is mask that information. I'm sure you have seen it in your bank statements or in the letters which you sometimes receive from your banks. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 29. I'm recording today, episode number 14, specifically for the CCSP series. I'm recording it after a good two weeks gap because I was on Easter break. There was a two weeks holidays and my kid was at home. I really cannot do recording in that case. You can completely understand because what you really don't want to listen is about data security while there is a lot of background noise. So I thought of skipping the two weeks episode and here I am today. If you are not aware, in Easter holidays, everything closes in England and if it's not something happening in your part of country or in your part of world, yeah, that's the thing which I was facing. Personally, I like the time because uh, I was of course able to spend some time with my kid and I was able to finish few projects for my office as well, but those are like kind of rare things. Beside that, I was not doing much. Besides spending some time at home, we also went to northern part of England there's a national park lake district have around 10 lakes we were only able to cover three out of those 10 and but it was a good experience because i had to drive all the way and the whole area the whole region is hilly and i was driving in that kind of area that kind of roads after a long long time back in india i used to do that but not since moving out of there in singapore of course everything is plain it was fun it was tiring as well it was good to finally leave even for a short duration of time the urban London city and go out and explore the nature. Like I said, it was a good experience and it was kind of uh, relaxing for me. I of course wanted to visit Manchester as well. I follow United since long and I really wanted to cover Old Trafford to see there and roam around the area but because it was Easter weekend, long holidays and there was a lot of traffic on the road and I heard from who've been in Manchester, I don't know if I'm wrong but there's a lot of talks like Manchester is quite congested and roads are not wide because it's kind of like an old city. I'm not really sure about that but anyhow I was a bit suspicious about going during that hectic weekend inside the city and explore the things. So maybe something for the future but team is doing really well and hopefully we're gonna win some more trophies this year if you are not into football and soccer then please skip whatever i said but if you are into it then yeah that's the thing i really wish i would have been there but probably something for the next time 
I hope you also had a good break. I'm not sure that uh, there is a big talk always that you should always go out to relax. You should always change your surrounding. Personally, I really feel that it's only upon personal choice. Some people they they find going out and explore new things as as kind of rejuvenating themselves. While some people like to stay home, and I myself is open to both of things. Even if I have a two days week off and I am staying at home doing nothing, then it it really relaxes me off, and uh, that's the thing. If so, if you haven't been anywhere and you guys just spend time at home, it's absolutely fine. And I hope you guys had a good good break of two weeks. Before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to share something which which is coming into my mind for long. A discussion about public cloud versus private cloud is always there. People have this big question whether you should be using private or public cloud. These days the question is something bigger that's a completely different never thought of whether you should be using one public cloud or two public cloud personally i feel that because i myself is using writing codes for azure and aws it's really tough for me to to manage the things because i have to be good into both service providers technology i have to write codes differently i cannot reuse the same script across everywhere but it's a good learning curve and it's really good that having a chance of working on two different service providers you can actually you can actually understand how things are different and you can really compare which one is better which one is lacking few things while the other one is covering up both those things so i myself feel that it is a good chance for me personally to work on uh, two different public service providers and it's good for securing job as well but in terms of organization there is a big challenge because what you really don't want is to get logged in into a particular service provider you really don't want to put everything on aws in future if you want some services which are offered better in azure then you are kind of stuck in with aws you cannot swap with azure so that's the, that's a kind of risk is always there there is always a requirement of running on to multiple clouds of course dr is another another good counter argument where using multi cloud is a better approach because you will be you can really deploy one set of your site or one set of workloads onto a onto a resilient different service provider so you can maybe have a better redundancy so there are always arguments and counter arguments I'm not really sure what you feel you feel that we or as an organization everyone should be relying on a one particular service provider or we are in this phase of uh, technological trend where there should be more than one public service provider or one more than one cloud service provider for each deployment or for each organization and like i said in for the sake of argument in terms of even learning curve as well do you really can find people who are expert in both cloud providers or what you really looking forward to as an organization or as a manager who you should be hiring the one person who have a good idea of both service provider or another person who is expert in one but not good in another one so it's always arguments and counter arguments related to multi clouds or single cloud what i really feel is it's good time to move towards multi cloud everyone should be having more than one cloud knowledge with them it can be permutation combination of any three or four you can be good in gcp or aws or aws and azure azure or gcp choose any two but i really suggest to everyone that you should always know about at least two cloud service providers then only you can feel more secure you can feel more confident about really working into the cloud because trust me i have worked in on one technology for Five or six years, and it really, really stopped my progress. And you found one day that the kind of thing which you are working upon are no more that popular in the market, and people are slowly moving towards a different technology or different cloud. 
and that really uh, hurt my job of job opportunities and that's why i really suggest to anyone who is either starting or is already in the cloud field in this technology at least learn two or three cloud service providers cloud technologies and then it will be more secure for you in terms of job all right before moving into today's topic let's take a short break and then after this break we continue with today's topics which is data masking obfuscation anonymization and tokenization bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. hello welcome back before at break i told you about four things which we will be covering today simple question in mind why we really want to cover those things when we already have a big big data encryption technology with us why we really should be thinking about masking or tokenization or all these other type of security strategies when we have encryption with us. Well, it's simple. Encryption requires some computing resource. Encryption requires you to make sure your keys are secure. Encryption requires you or the users who are using it, encrypting or decrypting the data, your customer, everyone should be aware of how that encryption technology is working. So encryption is kind of like a more mature solution, but it have its own technological, not disadvantages, but it require more technological understanding of the concept. It require you to set up a computing server as well, because remember if you are using a 2048 or big bit encryption, then you have to use more computing resources to encrypt a particular data, decrypt a particular thing. And KMS is another big headache. You need to make sure that keys are secure. So I'm not saying that encryption is bad. Of course it's not, and it's used widely. It is recommended you should always be using it, but there are some add-on technologies or add-on security strategies as well, which can help us in making our information, making our data more secure. One of the first is data masking. Now data masking by name itself, it's pretty clear you're masking something, you're putting a mask on something, which is if you have some secure information, if you have, for example, your credit card data, if you have your social security number stored for a, for a customer in your database or in any format, what you really should be doing is mask that information. I'm sure you have seen it 
in your bank statements or in the letters which you sometimes receive from your banks there is xxx then last four digits of your account number of or of your credit card or debit card number that xxx is organization or that bank masking your information masking your data so that's the easiest or simplest example of data masking in, in our day-to-day -day life and like i said it pretty pretty much widely used right i mean when bank is sending some letter to you it won't be ensuring that they also send an encryption key with it it's not a practical approach so what they really are doing is masking the information they are masking the data and that's what it is that's what data masking is and like encryption data masking also can be done at two level on the rest or on the go so on the go means your actual information is stored as it is but when someone is trying to read it they will find it masked data masking on rest is even at the storage side even when that data data is stored when that information is put in place it is still masked so there are two different way in which we can mask any information mask any data another security strategy which we use is data anonymization now anonymization is bit different than masking in masking we were hiding the critical information using xxx or replacing it with some random number in anonymization we are just making sure that information which is not critical is anonymized so for example if my bank is storing some information related to me of course they have to make sure that my social security number my credit card information everything is masked but what about my address my address is not that critical right still it belongs to me it actually represent me as a person but in my lane or in my street so many people will be living so it doesn't make sense that you mask everything related to address or related to maybe the city where i'm living in or the postcode so those kind of information are then anonymized which simply means is the one will be able to gain my identity even though they hold that information with them and and banks or organization can ensure that that particular thing using data anonymization last security strategy which is kind of same as encryption but bit different is tokenization now remember what we were doing in encryption we were encrypting our data using a key pair we were using a private key to encrypt our information and then saving it in tokenization things are a bit different instead of encrypting using a data and then storing it we completely replace the whole information with the scrambled words with the random things with the as they use the term tokens so for example if i am storing some information on my database my database will be sending over that information to a tokenization server which will remove the actual information with the random string of data i am not encrypting my information i am not locking down my information using some key pair what i am doing is i am replacing the whole information with random words with random information and anyone when they want to retrieve it they first have to get it from that tokenization server and then data will be kind of like rechanged to their original form so whenever data is stored it's stored in form of tokens whenever someone is retrieving it there will be a mapping scenario will be done where actual information will be mapped to the token and once those two parts match then actual information will be provided to you so tokenization is kind of like a simpler way of encrypting where we are not using a particular key to encrypt the information we are simply generating a token in place of that information and storing that token and using that token to uh, transfer from one place to another and anyone want to retrieve the actual information they have to send that token across to the tokenization server and you will get back the actual information so it's kind of like a simpler way but it's a completely different technology it's a completely different security strategy so these three security strategies are part of how you can secure your data what are the different strategies which you can put in place we have covered dlp and encryption already and now we have covered three more so we have covered all the security strategies that should be there as part of data security 
Moving on to the next subtopic of this domain, which is data discovery. Now data discovery by name itself is suggest that you're discovering some data. Every organization have a lot of information. They are storing data related to X number of things which are happening in the organization. You have a new employee that will be added into your database. You have a, a laptop issued to that employee that will be into your database. You have a new customer, that information or all the data related to that customer will be into your database. Lot of information come in and out daily in any organization. That data itself need to be analyzed. That data itself need to be visualized as well. Only then management can make a good decision. If you are having a particular kind of customers, you have getting a lot of customers related to a particular requirement. If you map those things, if you analyze those data with the, those trends for last three or four years, you can make a better judgment on where your organization should be heading to, what kind of goals you should be setting to your team. And that's one simple example. In this way, there can be n number of scenarios in any organization related to data discovery. Now data discovery in itself will be ultimately using data which is stored somewhere, either on public cloud or on your on-prem disk, anywhere that data should be stored. And then you can do that discovery and do whatever kind of analysis you want to do on that particular information. Broadly, we can store any data into two form, which is unstructured data and structured data. And again, from the name, you can guess Structured data is something which is stored in a particular structure. So for example, you can store a particular data into a database in rows and columns. So row one, row two, row three, column A, column B, column C. And that's kind of like a structured data. Any kind of tickets your tool is generating, any kind of projects which your team is working upon, how many number of employees you have, what are the assets each employee is having, what are their personal information. You can store them very cleanly, very carefully into the structured data. And that's it, that's the structured data. Unstructured data is all the random things which is happening in the organization. You are generating a PDF file, you are creating a document for a customer, all the emails which you are sending in and out, every information which you are storing on SharePoint, everything is unstructured data. All the XYZ dump which is present into your organization. You need to make sure that both of these aspects or both of these different type of information, different type of data always are secure, always are accessed by right people. And therefore both structured and unstructured data have their own challenges, have their own requirements in terms of comparing them by the security standards. For structured data, like I said, everything is stored into a nice rows and columns. So you can easily determine who have written at what particular point any new entry into that database. It's easy to guess who have access as well because that structured data will be running on a particular database, ultimately running on an application or a virtual machine or a server. So you can easily control who can have access of that information which is stored on the structured data. So you can control in and out, you can control the access as well. And structured data mostly is machine readable. So whenever we discuss about structured data, it is generally assumed that it is created and it is used by, it is consumed by the machines, not by humans. So for example, you and me, if we are working in an organization, we won't be accessing the database for everything. What we will be accessing for our day-to-day -day work is SharePoint, maybe OneDrive, all the physical drives or the place where all our data or all our PDFs, everything is stored, our email. Those things are not stored on the database. Those, those things are unstructured information. Now, like I said, we will be using a lot of things. We'll be accessing SharePoint. We'll be dumping files in and out. A lot of mess will be there. And as you can assume in unstructured data, it's quite tough for anyone to determine who is accessing 
what or control what anyone can access or at what particular time who changed what of course with sharepoint or with as technology is growing as we are getting more advanced into this kind of sending or storing file we have a good logging in the microsoft sharepoint for example we can easily determine who changed what for a particular file but what i am telling is if an organization is keeping five or six year olds information documentation into their network or into their database into their physical drives those things you cannot determine who is the owner of those files who will be right person to approach if something goes wrong with that particular information so unstructured data is tough in terms of access control but of course we cannot leave it as it is so we have to use all our already discussed security strategies and already discussed data ownership data proprietary rules those we can use to make sure our unstructured data is also secure so those are the two different ways in which we can store information and we should be aware of these two different type of data because it is one of the subtopic in the exam and CCSP want us to understand the difference between structure and unstructured data. So that's it for today's topic. I know it was a bit on shorter side, but when I was reading on to these two topics, I found that there is really not much. They are quite simple and straightforward. And I really don't want to cover a third topic in the same episode because it will become then a bit confusing if we have so many different type of technologies or terms introduced in a single episode. Ultimately, we have to cover more and more new information and every topic every episode we should be covering at least two topics and that's what we do today it will be good for us to to read into those and next week we will be learning more about the next subtopics of the same domain and we will be covering things like data retention policies data custody data protection policies a lot of exciting things are still coming into data security so be with us be with me and we will soon be able to finish the domain two for the ccsp exam all right goodbye and good luck Thank you for listening to Get Certified Together. If you loved our content, then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.